It's now time for Race Chat Live with Chris Creighton and Craig Moore. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Race Chat Live. Um, another wonderful Thursday afternoon or evening. Um, we have some stuff planned out for you. Um, it's going to be myself, Taz, and we have Craig Moore with us. Chris cannot be with us tonight um, due to other uh, outside activities he's got going on. But, uh, man, what a Las Vegas race we have for the Cup Series. Um, we'll be talking a little bit of NASCAR, and I guess there's a little bit of uh, season talks. And then we'll throw in some, uh, some wonderful news in terms of the Super Dirt Car Series up here in the Northeast for the um, for the dirt racing world. And... Um, Craig, what do you got? How you doing over there, bud? Um, anyways, I think Craig might be having a little bit of a little bit of an issue, but um, so Cup Series racing playoffs kicked off round two. The round of 12 um, at uh, round of 12 at Las Vegas. We saw Kurt Busch. Uh, if anyone remembered last week, I said uh, this would be his make or break deal in this round. Uh, Las Vegas has not treated him very well and finally got the win he needed for this one so he's safe and going to the round of eight now question is going to be uh talladega for this week um craig you there yeah oh hey there we go All right, so I got to ask you a question before you get too far involved. I don't know what you what you said in the last four minutes um, after something happened, but before we get into the 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 whole Vegas thing, the new schedule came out. We got two tracks losing: Chicago Land and Kentucky, and Bristol. We're getting six road course races, which is, in my opinion, friggin' ridiculous. Um, but Bristol's getting a dirt race. Um, I, I don't know how you guys feel about it. I think that there's other tracks uh, that are already dirt tracks. That uh, uh, T1 being Eldoro out in Ohio, Ohio, that would be less work for the uh, team owners. I know it's not a uh, Bruton Smith owned uh, track, which is probably why it's not being held there because it's a Tony Stewart owned track. But I just think that uh, I just think that there's a reason that they've only run a dirt race there once in the last 50 years because it's a lot of work. 
I'm just interested to know what you guys think about it. Uh, the new schedule, um, I don't – I mean, Chicagoland, Kentucky off the schedule. Kentucky I can live – I can honestly live without because um, to me, in that opinion, it's a hit or miss on good race or bad race. Chicagoland I'm actually disappointed in. Um I, that track has always had some great racing there. So I'm kind of disappointed that's gone. Nashville, I'm interested to see. Bristol, I didn't expect the dirt aspect, but I think they're trying something different, trying to get fans back in. I could see why you would go Eldora in a way, but I don't think they could fit a Cup Series crowd capacity if they had to look at it that way. Well... I don't know. I mean, if they're hoping to get back to the former glory of um, what Bristol once was, I think that, you know, there's that old saying, wishing one hand in, in the other. I don't think that that's necessarily going to be the case. I don't think they're ever going to get back to those numbers that they had 20 years ago. I just think that putting it there or or somewhere, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be Eldoro. I'm just saying that somewhere other than Bristol, that's a lot of work. That's a lot of logistical nightmare. Bristol even said it a few years ago. Excuse me, as far back as springtime, when the when it was being talked about, that it would be a logistical nightmare for them. So, that NASCAR must have. Somebody must have ponied up a lot of cash to make this happen. And I know it sounds like I'm pissing on somebody's parade. I just I just look at it from, you know, there's other, there's other deserving venues that are dirt tracks that could be, could be used. I agree. Um, I think, I think Knoxville would be a brilliant one, but I, but I think there'd be a lot of talks into that. I'm not maybe I'm wrong, but I believe Knoxville would be a good one. Um like I said, Eldora, I think that should in terms of NASCAR that should just stick to the trucks. I don't think they would be able to fit a cup series uh crowd capacity. Well, do we know the attendance for Oh, and by the way, if you looked at all the new schedules, you looked at the new schedule for 2021, you know what you didn't see in there? What did I miss? Taz, you, know, you didn't see any midweek, midweek races. You know why? Because nobody gave uh, two no. shits about midweek races. And that's sad because people said, oh, we want midweek races. NASCAR was the only sport that was on. And there was no there the viewership the numbers were were horrible. I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, but they were far less than what they had uh anticipated they would be, which kind of is sad because there was a lot of people, and I was one of them oh, I wouldn't mind seeing a midweek race, and if I remember right. If I remember right, Chris said the same thing. He wouldn't mind seeing a midweek race, and then we get midweek races, and what happens? 
people work midweek. I mean, yeah, it was during the pandemic, but I'm an essential worker. You're an essential worker. Um, we got to go to work either in the morning or at night. So, and, and the sport is sad, uh, generally a Saturday, Sunday sport, not a Wednesday, Thursday sport. But, uh, I mean, I, like I said, I mean, I get that there was a pandemic going on. They had to make up races somewhere and try to fit them in. And I'm glad that NASCAR did that. And I'm glad they tried something different. But I'm also glad at the fact that they were like, well, we didn't succeed here, so why should we try it right. again? Right, and that's exactly that's what, exactly what I'm saying is they didn't – it didn't work, so they're not going to shove it down our throat for 2021, which makes it easier for us on the planning end of shows for 2021 because – then we don't have to worry about preempting shows because we're stepping on a truck race or or an Xfinity race or something like that. Right. Like I said, there's some interest. Uh, the the whole road course thing. Um, I'm on the same page as you for having six road courses, but I guess there's there's a bunch of number. Of fans that have been wanting more road courses, um, which is, I guess, the reason why NASCAR did that. I'm disappointed that the Brickyard 400 is basically not there because yep. Andy Oval has gone, and it's now the Roval. Um, I, I honestly think this. The trucks have their own one unique race, which is um, Eldora on dirt. Xfinity, when they did the indie indie roll, I was like, oh hey, okay, this could be their like one unique race that everyone gets to tune into. The Cup race, the Cup series, I believe the All Star was you know the one race that would stick out. Even though it's not a points race, it's the one race that sticks out that everyone wants to tune into. Well. Unfortunately, in the All-Star race, it's no longer at Bristol, which, you know, why would you try to keep that one going? Or think about going to Martinsville if you're in a different place, and you want to go to Texas? Well, they say everything is bigger in Texas. So maybe they're figuring. I just, yeah, I'm not, I, I, I'm not a fan of it. I'm not either, and I think that, uh, and, and Chris just chimed in, that he's very disappointed that they took the Brickyard off the schedule. Absolutely. Um, You know, that was one of the, that was one of the um, marquee races of the season that a driver wanted to go there and win because it was such a prestigious race to win. Now it's just another freaking race. Now it's another race on the schedule. There is nothing that says, Hey, I want to go to Brickyard. I want to go to I want to go to uh, Brickyard and win that race. No, I'm going to go to Indy and I got a shot at winning the road course. Whoop de do. You know, it takes the lure of the it takes the uh, allure of the track away from the uh, excuse me the whole schedule. That's that's my uh, that's my view on it, and I, I just think when- that. 
when NASCAR did All-Star Race at Bristol, I was like, you know what? What the heck? Everyone wants, everyone likes short track racing. Why not have a points race at a track that everyone likes under the lights? Um, and just have a grand old time. Guys can, go, you know, go beat and bang, to try to win a crap ton of money. And, and ever since they did that, I was like, you know, I don't mind an also race at a short track. If Bristol's the the lock-in all-star race for the future that never ends or whatever, I would be okay with it as long as, you know, Bristol remains the two-lane track that it is. Um, but it sucks that they moved it from there to Texas, and it's like you're, you're not going backwards. Like, you went from Charlotte to Bristol, not at Texas. I mean, I would have went back to Charlotte if you're going to go move it out of Bristol, in my opinion. I, mean, I, guess, I guess I understand people were saying move it around. There was some talk about moving it around. And, and then, so now people are doing it, and now people aren't happy about it. And I get it. Um, I think I, I agree with Chris. He just chimed in sent a message over and he said they should have left it at Bristol Motor Speedway. I agree. <laughs> I think this was a re- very bad year for them to gauge for them to gauge how things were going to take place because of COVID. I mean it's it's very hard to say, oh yeah, it wasn't accept- a success because well it wasn't a success because there was nobody at the track because we couldn't be there. There right. wasn't anybody at the track because nobody was interested. It was because we were on lockdown. So I think they should have given it one more year and, and seeing what it was, or even move it every two or three years, you know, and give it to Bristol. They gave it to Bristol this year, give it to them next year. And I would maybe say, the following year and then I would move say it to all- like my opinion, all-star race, I would see either a short track or a plate race. I don't see – I don't. I, if you're going to move it to a mile-and-a-half track, please let it be a good one, like Chicagoland, for instance, or Auto Club. Well, Auto Club's going to be moving to a short track, so that's kind of throwing out the water. But, I, I just mean, think that – I find it more entertaining with a short track or a uh, plate race for an all-star race, in my opinion. Yeah, I just think NASCAR. The, the the you've heard of teams going in and just making a throwing a a wrench at it. Well, I think that's exactly what they did. They went in and they took the wedge wrench and they just cranked it. And where it stopped, that's where they let it. And then Road of America, uh, being a Fourth of July race, I don't know. I just. I, again, I think that we've got way too many uh, road courses. They're keeping Watkins Glen on the schedule, so let's run this down quick, Taz. Yep. You've got Watkins Glen. You've got Sonoma. You've got Road America. You've got the Roval. To what, four now? Uh, I believe so. Okay, and now you've got... Um, four or five. Circuit of the Americas. Right, Circuit of the Americas. 
and and um, I'm missing one. Indianapolis. Yep. So you got five of them. Out of 36 races, 38 races with the uh, two exhibitions, six of those races are road courses. It's just, to me, I find it absolutely, I find it absolutely ridiculous. But that's, you know, I mean, who am I? They don't listen to, they don't listen to, uh, you know, they're not going to, they listen to a core a core, uh, what's the word I want? A core section of fans, I should say. But, um, it, I get they want to go different directions and give something a whirl. Um, I feel like they went backwards, but I don't want to bash on them too much because I want to give them a chance and see where some of these changes go if it actually will benefit in a longer run or if it's something that they're like, well, we gave it a shot. Um, kind of see what we can do with it. Um, it, like I said, they took a shot and I, we'll see what happens if it's a hit or miss. Um, I know Atlanta has two dates now. Darlington has two dates now. Um, well, what was the capacity at Atlanta this year? I mean, uh, pre-COVID, before they shut it down. The capacity is what, 100,000, 70,000? Around that ballpark range, I believe. Okay. So, all right. So, oh, no, let's say 120 Yeah, well, so 120,000. They can only fill about 30 to 40% of that. So, 40% of that is 48,000. They still have... 72,000 seats that are left unfilled. So now they give them two races? For what reason? I just, to me, it makes, to me, it makes no sense. It makes, I, I don't get, you know, I don't understand their, I'd love to know their philosophy. And I didn't hear anybody over on the networks today that could tell you the reasoning behind it. Because some of them were even baffled by it. Right. I mean, and again, it sounds like I'm bashing them, and I kind of am, because to me it makes no sense. But... <laughs> oh, yeah, Do- yeah, Dover loses the race only because they share with... Um, I think that's the same company or ownership group as, Dover, as Nashville, so Dover lost the race because of Nashville. Right. Well, you know when they add a race, they're going to take on a race somewhere. Yep, Pocono which is why America's keep... got added and Texas lost one. Right. Pocono kept their doubleheader, which is okay because they had planned on sense. it anyway going forward. They're back there within three weeks. If they didn't do that, they would have been back there within three weeks. Exactly. But here is something that I find kind of weird um, they're still going to have the west coast swing but I guess I'm not going to Daytona February 14th like I wanted to 
because that's Valentine's Day. Um, so you've got Daytona 500, and then the following week they go three hours, three and a half hours down the road, four hours down the road to Miami Homestead. Then they go out and do the West Coast Swing of Auto Club Vegas, Phoenix. And then they come back to Atlanta. March 28th is the dirt race. Then they're off for a week. And then they hit Martinsville, Richmond, and then they go to the ever-loving and Chris's favorite race, the uh, Talladega Super Speedway for the Cup Series race which just happens to be on Earnhardt's birthday. Um, they could have got rid of Kansas. That's May 2nd. May 9th uh, is oh, Darlington. Uh, oh. Kansas, I'm okay with leaving there. Uh, it, it has produced some good races. Um, not the greatest, I would say, but honestly, to me, it's better than Kentucky. Michigan also lost a race. Dover loses a race. It's just the way they're doing, the way they do things, I guess, you know, we'll never understand. And I I guess good racing is great, but what it really boils down to is how much money is going in the coffers. Obviously, you know, money is being put somewhere because, um, there's no way that certain tracks should lose races and a place like Atlanta again gets two two tracks, gets two dates. I just don't I just don't understand it. But it, you know, again, the bigger news and I think the big news coming out this week is besides the schedule, is the fact that do you see that uh Chad Canals is going to be vice president of competition at HMS, so he'll be stepping down off the box. They've yet, they've yet to name a successor, but, and Chris said this months ago, that, and the rumor is back open, that Larson has been in meetings with Chevy. He's been in meetings with NASCAR. And he could possibly... He could possibly be reinstated, and if he is, there is a good shot that he could be in that uh, 48. So yeah, there's we'll been, yeah, there's been a lot of talks about that. Um, I did hear about Chad Knauss. I'm glad he's getting promoted. Um, unfortunately, um, it's unfortunate for Byron because Byron's gotten a lot better I believe with Canals up up on top of the box, um, and I really mm-hmm. thought Byron could be a championship contender um, about another year or two with Canals being up there. But um, some people are now saying with Canals stepping down, um, he Canals is they want Johnson and Canals to be teamed up. For one race at Phoenix. Well, I don't know. It seems like six one half dozen of the other. I guess. Um, 
you know, I guess whatever, whatever works. But I think if he's vice president in competition, I don't think he should come out of the office to go sit on the box. I don't, and I don't think if Johnson is retired, that, you know, granted he's, he, he's, he can run Daytona if he wants because he's a past champion. But I just think if you're retired, and I, and I said this, the same thing about Dale Jr., if you're retired, you're retired. Mark Martin, well, that man, I just watched an interview with him, and I don't think that man will ever retire. He still looks good at his age. If I look that good when I hit his age, I'll be extremely happy, but I don't really think so. But it, it, who knows? I mean, Johnson's going to run his 12 races in the IndyCar series, and we'll have to see so they, how that. They just released the schedule, actually, IndyCar did. Um, I think they released it today, as a matter of fact. Um, I do believe um, they have oh, – I'm trying to pull this up kind of quick. I do believe uh, 12 or thir- – I want to say 13 out of what looks like to be 40, 12, 6, out of 17 races. Um, I believe 12 or 13 of those are road course or street courses. So Johnson will basically be running nearly a full IndyCar series schedule for next year. And how many races did you say there was in their schedule? There's, they just released it, and there's 17 on the schedule for IndyCar. And he's running 12 of them. And he's he's running only in street courses, which is basically um, all of them, but I believe Texas, Indy. Oh, Texas is having a double header by the looks of it. Um, Texas, Indianapolis, and I believe. And Gateway are the oval races because IndyCar is doing, they start off at St. Petersburg, then do Barber Motorsports Park in Alabama, then they do the streets of Long Beach, Um, then they go to Texas for a doubleheader, Uh, then they're doing, oh no, Indianapolis is a road course, so I might be wrong there. Um, oh, they're doing Indianapolis for a road course. Then about two weeks later, they go back to Indy for the Indy 500. Um, then they're going to Raceway at Bell Isle, Bell Isle for a doubleheader. Uh, then Road America, uh, Mid Ohio, uh, the streets of Toronto, streets of Nashville. Then they go back to Indy for the road course. Then Gateway, Portland. Raceway, and they close everything off at WeatherTech Raceway of Laguna Seca. I'll see him. Might as well just sign for a full season. You know, I don't know who he thought he was. I don't know if he thought he was kid kidding his wife or or what. But maybe he thought if he told her he's only running twelve twelve races, she might think. He might think she wasn't smart enough to figure out how many races were in a season. Because he's running right. three quarters of them. Uh, and I mean, good for him if that's what he wants to do. Hey, he's done his he's done his uh, 
his time in NASCAR. He's done his, you know, and now it's time for him to uh, expand his horizons, if you will, inside of in, in, in other venues. But let's talk. We've got some we've got some exciting news happening. We'll get back to NASCAR in a little while, but we've got some exciting news happening. Uh, actually, this coming weekend, starting this coming weekend, at uh, Caroga Creek Raceway Park, where uh, you happen to be a flagger and, yeah. and one of the one of the um, uh, uh, high in the pecking order members of the Heavy Tire Predator Series. So, why don't you tell us what's going on this weekend at Caroga Creek Raceway Park? That's Tom Barron's place, and. Uh, you know, I'm hoping to get out there, but I don't know. I got to go back in for a procedure tomorrow, so I don't know if I'm going to be up to go into the track on Saturday. So tell us a little bit about what's going on with that. All right, I don't want to give too much away because I do, I do have, uh, I do have a video coming out tomorrow morning um, about the uh, about the heavy tire predator race. So. Um, look, this was, this was in talks around, I want to say mid season. Um, Luke and I were talking about doing some kind of, uh, fall, uh, classic race for the class. And we were thinking about doing it at, uh, his backyard track and whatnot. Um, and then I guess him and Tom were talking about it later on, um, about, I would say about a week or two weeks ago. could be wrong. Um, and it happened. Um, so we now, so we have now come up with the Halloween Havoc 50. So fifths around, um, Caroga Creek, um, that'll be happening this Saturday. Um, we are looking at somewhere around 10 to 12 carts, um, roughly, um, which is great. Um, there are, there, there are carts that, um, are having special guest drivers. Um, I'll be head flagger for that event, um, Basically, a winner at the end of this is getting a big old trophy. This is the class's biggest race of the season. And this is kind of a way to send, great way to send off um, what has been an odd and crazy 2020 uh, season. But uh, it's great that it's happening. And I'm hoping that the drivers that are racing in someone else's cart um, will consider running in the class next year for uh, 2021. But it's looking like a fun time. We have a good core of drivers in particular. Um, And like I said, there's a couple of special guest drivers that are stepping in carts. Um, in term and it we're talking about youth and adults and it's i think i think it'll be a blast everyone's excited for it um 
and like I said, I'll have a video released for it, and I'll put that in the, I'll put that out on my page, the Heavy Tire Predator Facebook group page, and I'll have it out on to Race Chat Live, and I'll, and I'll try to share it to the Kroger Creek page as well. So it'll be out there. Well, if I wasn't in the midst of recovering from lung surgery, I would have gladly seen if somebody would let me step into their cart. But I don't think me getting jostled around in a go-kart is a good idea. <laughs> I just, yeah, something just tells me that that would not be a good idea. I go over a bump on uh, in, in the city of Gloversville and I want to scream bloody murder. And for those of you that uh, guys, you know what I'm talking about, coming down Fulton Street in Gloversville. You're, you're, yep. hitting, you're hitting potholes. It's like driving in the city of Amsterdam. Uh, <laughs> Pretty much. So I just, uh, that would not be a good idea. But I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it out Saturday. We'll have to see what goes on tomorrow. I'm guessing that I won't, I'll be homebound at least until Monday or Tuesday. Uh, if not by doctor's orders, but by Lily's orders. She'll probably take my car case, <laughs> <laughs> which will drive me nuts. But, uh, you know, I, I, I hope that it's a huge success for you guys. I know that, uh, and if you guys have not seen the video of, of Luke Rakowski's track, you guys really need to, uh, we need to really share it again on the Race Chat Live page. And I thought something was interesting, and and Tom had said it, Tom Barron, the owner of, of Kroger Creek, had said it earlier this week, that they didn't do points this year because of the way the schedule was, and but they're going to do them next year. So I think it's I think it's pretty cool that you know, everybody's coming out and they're running and they're having a good time and you know they know how they're doing point wise if they were running for points they know how they would be doing. And the one time that I was out there, um, I did get a chance to watch pretty much all of it. Uh, I think I left after intermission or something like that because I just couldn't deal with the heat. But it was those guys and girls put on a heck of a show. And uh, you know, I'm a little biased here, but uh, but Ava and Aaron. Rakowski, they're they're two good little wheel people. Um, you know, they really are. They're good little, they're good, they're good little wheelmen, and wheelmen and wheel women. I don't want Ava to get mad at me, and the next time she sees me, yell at me <laughs> for saying she's a wheel man. I'm sure she's not listening, but I'm sure that dad is. Um. But I mean, you know, but they're able to keep it. They're very, they're very professional for their ages. They're very uh, mindful of what needs to be done, what changes need to be done, and for the most part, they're out there to have a good time. But they also want to win. I think that that's that's super, you know. But they understand that winning isn't everything. And that's that's a credit to their that's a credit to their father Luke and a credit to their grandfather that uh, you know winning isn't everything 
you go out and you have a good time and you know then everything will will fall into place and if you're not having a good time doing it then then why do it then why do it so what else you got going? What else is going on here in the uh, great Northeast over the next couple of weeks? I see Glen Ridge is having something too. Yeah, Glen Ridge, let me pull it up quick. Um, they have a two-day event that they just released. Um, let me pull it up quick here, and we now have it. So they... On October 16th and 17th, uh, Friday, October 16th, um, they'll be having a full card of racing with the Crate Sportsmen, Pro Stocks, Limited Sportsmen, Street Stocks, Mini Stocks, and their Junior and Senior Slingshots. Um, Basically, they're running a normal card as if it was a normal weekly Sunday scheduled race. Then on Saturday, the 17th, They'll have their third enduro race of the season. And I guess they're going to have some demo derbies going on as well. Uh, more rules and info will be posted at a later time. Um, unfortunately, until they get permission to uh, make it happen, um, no fans in the stands to make this happen which is disappointing, especially when you have demo derbies um, lined up, and fans love those. Oh, yeah, that's a New York staple. Are you kidding? I mean, how do you, how do you have demo derbies and not have people at the track? I mean, that's it, – it just makes me – it makes me sad, but – and I won't get into politics, but, you know, it's our – that's our wonderful state government, and that's all I'll say about that. Um, <laughs> you, know, you and I are on the same page as far as that's concerned. Exactly. But I think that that's going to be a great event at Glen Ridge. I did reach out. I did when I seen the event was posted. I don't know if you seen you had seen my comment on it, but I was trying to uh, get somebody one of the drivers that was going to participate in it to join us next week. And, and apparently Glenn Rich took my comment down. Not sure why, unless I just missed it. Um, I just figured that it would be great for somebody from Glenn Ridge to come in and, and talk about the race. Uh, and, you know, Apparently they didn't think so because they took the post. They took my comment down unless, like I said, unless I just missed it, which you know could very well be. They I don't know if you... I have to look again. So I'm gonna look and see what else is going on. There's another. Um, there's what's that October? Oh, you said about the the. Uh, supercar sprint car dirt series yep so um with no with no a uh super dirt week at oswego this year 
um, here in New York and in the Northeast, um, because of COVID regulations and everything, um, Super Dirt Car Series and Dirt Car have partnered up to um, create an alternative, and they created Oktoberfest. Um, six days of racing at six different tracks featuring four divisions um, that will include the Super Dirt Car Series, Big Block Modifieds, uh, Dirt Car 358 Modifieds, uh, Dirt Car Sportsman Modifieds, and the Dirt Car Pro Stocks. Um, they, yeah. It's from October 6th to the 11th. On October 6th, they are starting at Albany Saratoga Speedway at Malta, New York with the Big Blog Modified Sportsman and Pro Stocks. Um, then October 7th, they move over to Vern in New York, for where uh, Uticarum Speedway is located. The Big Block Modified, the Small Block Modified, the 358, and the Pro Stocks are in action. Um, October 8th, they head to Fulton, New York, at Fulton Speedway. Um, Big Blocks, once again, uh, small block 358 modifieds and the sportsmen's are on card. Uh, Can-Am Speedway on October 9th in Lafargeville, New York. Um, big block modified, small block 358, and the sportsmen's on that tap. Um, for October 10th, they go to Canandaigua for Atlanta Legends Raceway. Um, only two divisions: the Super Dirt Car Series Big Blocks and the Dirt Car Sportsmen. Then they wrap everything up um, at Wheatsport Speedway on October 11th with the Big Block Modified Sportsman and Pro Stock Divisions. Um, there is a hand, there is a lot of drivers um, that have that do plan on entering at least one event as for um, regardless of divisions. But I mainly have the Big Block drivers. And there's a good handful that are attending to run all six of these races. Um, some of those include the eight-time Super Dirt Car Series champion in the Jersey Jet, Brett Hearn. Um, then we have Eric Rudolph in the, um, out of Ransonville. Then we have local driver who will be driving a Tyler Thompson uh, car owned the car and the flying squirrel rocky warner um jesse mueller will be racing um mike mahaney who was the albany saratoga track champion will be planning on all six um knn pro or arca menards east series driver max mclaughlin will be has partnered up with sweeteners plus in that team um he'll be driving the 32c um, then we have the trio of the Gypsum Racing guys and Pat Ward, Larry White, and Billy Decker making planning on the six races. Uh, Mark Johnson, Jack Laner, and Demetrius Drellos, big names in our area at least, playing on all six. Um, Jimmy Phelps, who's, a, who's the Weedsport uh, track promoter and also big block modified driver, uh, will be attending all six. The 2019 uh, Super Dirt Car Series champion uh, from Canada, Matt Williamson, uh, will be attending all six. 
And another one that will be attending all six of these races is a former guest of Race Chat Live. He is also a regular in the NASCAR Truck Series, and it's Stuart Friesen. And I yeah, did he just become king of something? He became king of the can in the Short Track Super Series and um, won the Short Track Super Series North Region uh, Championship. With mm-hmm. him winning that and the American Racer Cup, he is if he wins the South Region for the Short Track Super Series, he'll be the second ever uh, Grand Champion for Brett Dale and his series. Um, the first one to do it happened last year. Um, that was Matt Shepard, and the and I believe the Grand Champion gets a whopping like fifty three or fifty four thousand dollar paycheck. Nice. All right, you know what? I'm on. I'm still on. I'm on Glenn Ridge's page right now. Um, they are in the midst of voting for um, their division awards. Danny Ballard won the 2020 Most Popular Driver in the All-Star Slingshots. Most Popular Driver finals will begin. uh, It began today at 1 o'clock. It ends tomorrow at 1. Brandon Tyler or Gina Voris, is that how you say it? Popular Driver for that. Damian Anderson in the street stocks versus Adam Trenka uh, in the uh, in the street stocks. Big, huge shout-out to uh, a young man that we've had on the show once or twice. He is, he is the uh, one of the successful children of the Flying Swirl, Corky Warner. He won the most popular driver in the junior slingshots division. And Tanner actually picked up his first victory at Albany, Saratoga a few weeks back. So congratulations to both of the Warner boys for their individual, uh, their individual uh, accomplishments this year. So, I mean, it's, it's exciting. Go over to the Glen Ridge Motorsports Park page if you want to vote. Uh, you can also check us out online at Race Chat, on Facebook at Race Chat Live. Uh, we're on Twitter as well. Um, we're looking into actually next year doing a YouTube series. Um, if, if we could do all the logistics right, we may be doing this uh, – on YouTube, I know that the three of us are going to sit down and discuss how we might be able to pull that off next year uh, with us being in, well, you and I are close by, and, and Chris is and Chris is down in the, uh, down in the uh, Mississippi region, but we might be able to pull it off. Um, so we're, we're looking into that for next year. That'll be pretty exciting. But uh, Glen Ridge is... is they're up and they're up and going their their votes, so I would check it out and uh it's gonna be a it's gonna be a hell of a it's gonna be a nice winter break i should say for the 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 local dirt 
the season. As soon as this Halloween, these Halloween events are over, I think we're pretty much done here in the New York region for racing. Isn't that isn't that right, Taz? Um, it's seeming like um, ended. They're going to be ending soon. Um, it's looking like I would prob I would probably say um, mid October. So I would I believe Glen Ridge, as far as I know of. Um, is basically the last track to run um, anything. So um, I know Dodge City is done for the season. Caroga Creek's wrapping up uh, tomorrow and Saturday, um, which Caroga Creek, by the way, as a event promoter for the NetPro Flat Cart Series, um, the WCRS and NetPro will be doing a doubleheader this Saturday. Um, we um, we were supposed to race uh, round three um, about two weeks ago, but of course we had some uh, lighting slash generator issues with the rental company we had, and we kind of had to come up with an alternative. And... Um, we kind of had a bail on the series, so we ran the night race anyway, but Tom Barron called it the Who's Got Balls money races, only for, like, three or four senior classes, pretty much. Um, it was still interesting, to say the least, but um, we moved that we moved that series race to this coming Saturday. Um, along with the Halloween Havoc 50, but the Halloween Havoc 50 will be taking place in between, um, in between the double header or the series races. But as far as New York goes, I think we're done around um, the 16th of October. But as ter- in terms of the Northeast racing in general, I believe um, Northeast will be ending. Um, Around the 18th, I believe, when Port Royal has their 200-lap uh, main event. But um, we can discuss more of that next week because, boy, do I have an entry list for that big old race. And I, well, and I mean an entry list. It's a monster. <laughs> I'm. Uh, well, let's just hit on a few of them and then... Uh, just as a uh, as a teaser for uh, next week, and then let's do our picks for uh, this weekend's race, this weekend's series of racing. Well, uh, next week I'll go over the whole um, event for the speed showcase. Um, Basically, the what was supposed to be the Fonda 200 um, got moved to Port Royal. So the 200 lap from Fonda is now going to Port Royal. Um, $53,000 to the modified winner. Um, if the format for this year is the same as last year, basically drivers draw for the heat race lineups. Um, heads up, start for the features. Um he races determine the he races determine select starting spots and then 
uh, any last chance qualifiers make up the rest of the field, then they have uh, have at it for 200 laps. All right. And so so define heads up starting for somebody who's not 100 percent sure what that so, means. So heads up starting um, last year. Last year for the Fonda 200, they did this. Um, I believe they had three heat races. Um, clearly the winner of heat one gets to start on the pole. Uh, winner of heat two starts second. Winner of heat three starts third. Uh, second place finishers will start four, five, and six. Um, then third place and fourth place, that kind of deal. Um, but only... But I know only a certain amount of cars from each heat race will qualify. Everyone else will go, will qualify straight to the main event. Um, everyone else will go to the second chance or last chance qualifiers of consolations, where only a certain amount um, of drivers out of those will make up the rest of the, um, I'm assuming 40, but we'll see how many. Um, we'll see how many cars show up for that. I know last year it was 40. This year it could be up. We'll have to see. Now, um, let's talk about this weekend's race. Let's let's shift gears, change lanes. And, and talk this weekend's racing action in NASCAR. Before we get started, Chris says that he has Brett Moffat in truck and Keselowski in cup. So uh, we'll, uh, we'll go, we'll start there. And uh, truck series this weekend. Oh, wait, no. I got a question I want you to ponder. You can we can talk about it as we leave the truck series picks and maybe Chris will hear it and he'll weigh in. Do you think somehow, some way Toyota will find a car for Stewie to run that Bristol race in March? If it doesn't because uh, they haven't released the truck in Infinity Series yet. They're supposed to be doing oh, that sometime this Chris weekend. Chris the messenger, just so you know. What's that? I said Chris has his picks in the messenger, just so you know. Oh, I know. I just said it. Oh, okay. I, I thought you said he would weigh in. I was letting you know where he weighed in. No, no, no. He already, he already weighed in. Um, he already weighed in. I don't know. If they'll do that, I wouldn't be surprised if they did, but I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't. So either way, I'm not going to be surprised um, one way or another. I would like to see him do the Bristol Dirt Race, but at the same time, I I don't think it'll happen. But um, I'll keep that I'll keep that open minded though. Okay. All right. So uh, who do you got for? the uh, truck race this Saturday. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. 
Um, oh, this is going to be a tough one. I'm going to try to throw it out there, and I'm probably going to be way off on this. Um, I'm going to say Austin Hill for the trucks. Nice. Interesting. Interesting. CJ, if you can hear, and uh, if you either want to weigh in because you've been kind of quiet, I know you're packing to go away. Um, but uh, if you want to weigh in and on uh, who you think might be, either shoot us a message or, or unmute yourself and chime in, that would be great. I, I'm going to – I think he just needs a good show. He's coming off a fourth-place finish last week. I, I'm going to go with Stewie this week. I don't uh, – he's always my perennial favorite to win each and every week. I think that he needs a good showing. Uh, not to save a, his right, of course, because he owns it. He owns part of it. But I, I think he just needs a good – I think he needs a good uh, morale booster. And I think – and I think that a good solid finish or a win would be just what he needed to move forward, even though he's already, you know, he's, we all know he's already eliminated. But I think that's what he needs for uh, to move forward. Now, I'm pretty sure that the Xfinity Series is racing this weekend, too, at Talladega. I believe it's a triple threat weekend. Uh, I could be wrong. Um, quick. Okay, I'm just pulling it up yep. here. Yes, they are. They're running Saturday at 4:30. Right They're after the truck race. Yeah, and you know it's kind of weird because they uh, they were going against. Remember when they weren't doing. Um, two races in the same day, either series, because they wanted to sanitize the tracks and do all that stuff. They've kind of gotten away from that now, which is great. But uh, but we've not had the problem in our sport where the other drivers have had theirs, where the other sports have had theirs. So theirs is going to be Saturday at 4.30, directly, immediately following the... Um, immediately following the... Uh, Truck race. So I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Ross Chastain. Uh, I just think that that's a good that's a good solid pick. I think that he he doesn't need it. Obviously, he's already got a ride for next year. I just think that it's going to propel him and make them think, hey, this is uh, this is exactly what we need. And it'll give him a swift kick in the swift kick in the pants and confidence. So I'm going to go with Chastain. That's not a bad pick. Um, had you if you didn't pick him, I probably would have. But uh, I'm going to go. Um, well, you should have been. We'll both be right. <laughs> if, well, I'm going same manufacturer and. Same team, but I'm going with Chastain's teammate and Justin Haley for the Xfinity Series. Okay. Interesting. 
Interesting. Uh, Chris, I know you're listening, so who do you got for the Xfinity Series? If you want to chime in quick, even when we move to Cup, we can uh, we can come back for sure and, and get your pick in. But uh, going in Cup Series, I'll... Uh... Oh, he's going with Big Bad Briscoe. Oh, is that who he's going with, is Briscoe? Yeah, Chase Briscoe. Yep. Yeah. Interesting. All right. So he's taking. He's taking. Uh, Brad. He, he looks like one of the Beavis and Butthead characters too. I don't remember which <laughs> one. I always say Luke Bryan looks like one of them, and I can't remember which one is which. But. Yeah, uh, Brad Keselowski always looks like he's mad at everybody. Um, and I, that's, I guess that's a good quality to have sometime. I'm going to go with, he's out of the playoffs, but he's going to want to get his crew chief another victory before he steps down off the box. So I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with William Byron, or as uh, what is her name? She is on Sirius. She's on with Larry Mack. Oh, I can't think of her name. Anyway, she calls him Willie B. Willie uh, Trotta. Trotta. I can't think of her first name. She calls him Willie B, and I don't get why. It's, It's probably the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Oh, Chris, is t- Danielle, Danielle Trotta, I believe is her first name. Yep, Danielle. I, I heard that this morning, and I was like, are you kidding me, Willie B? And then, and then Larry Mack says, I'll just stick to William Byron. <laughs> but I'm going to go, I'm going to go with uh, William Byron. I think he's going to want to get his crew chief one more win, get it under his, you know, to, to, have him go out at least with another win and go out with a good feeling. And I'll be, again, I'll be interested to see with who they pair him with for next year. Hendrick has a, has the ability to, uh, they're known from promoting within. So I know that myself, you or Chris or CJ is not getting that crew chief spot at Hendrick Motorsports. So (laughs) we don't have a shot. So what say you? Oh, man. My pick for Talladega. It's so hard to really pick a winner for uh, these plate tracks because any, anything can happen. And um, But my pick, um, I'm going with a non-playoff driver. Um. I would like him pull off three in a row. I'm going with Ryan Blaney. If I can't go with Ryan Blaney, then uh, I would like to see um, my favorite driver. He already has two wins, uh, Jimmy Johnson. But I would like to see Blaney pull off three in a row at Talladega. I don't know if anyone's ever done that. 
Well, I would I would like to see Jimmy pop off a win too, but that's just out of sentimental. That's that's just out of sentimental. That's nothing to do with you know anything else. I would like to see William do it because he's going to be in the sport for years to come. Jimmy, it's his last race. It's his last season. In effect, he hasn't been anything to to write home about all year. And but you know what I noticed that, and I and I can tell you right now that I'll tell you right now I'll tell you CJ's going to pick Kyle Bladass Bush and Miss CJ Miss Lee is probably going to pick if I had to guess Miss Lee would pick. Hmm. Hmm. I would say Denny Hamlin. But you notice nobody picked, out of the three of us, nobody picked Denny Hamlin to win. Who starts from the poll this weekend? True. Nobody picked Kevin Harvick. I don't think he does well at play tracks. So have their, have their, um, Stars lost a little luster. And I don't know if you were writing all those down. I wasn't. But we should post those to the Race Chat Live page. And that way we have them. So that way, uh, you know, whoever is closer has bragging rights for next week. (laughs) But... I, I said this in the group chat. My lungs are almost tapped. So I don't have anything else. I don't know if you have anything else, but I can't do no, much I, more talking. I think I think we can wrap it up right here. It sounds like a good spot to do so. All right. I want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening. Um, we're going to talk more about the events in the 518 next week. Taz has got some stuff coming up. And uh, for next week with driver's entries, we're going to reach out to a couple of drivers and see if we can't get them on next week. Um, and we'll see what's going on down in the Mississippi area with with uh, Chris as far as if they're doing any racing down there in October. And I want to thank uh, CJ and, uh, and and the entire staff here at the uh, 110 for uh, allowing us to do this show each and every week. Uh, get out and I mean I know uh, they're doing I believe they're doing the Super Dirt Car Series or whatever it is they're they're going to do it on Dirt Track Digest TV I believe is it's that on, correct? Uh, dirt it's on Dirt Vision, dirt not vision. Dirt Track Digest. Okay, Dirt Vision. So uh, be sure to get out and, you know, subscribe to that for the weekend for your for the local event. And uh, that's all I've got. Taz, I don't know what you got, but that's all I've got. Um, I'm good. Um, just want to say uh, Kroger Creek, once again, Friday, tomorrow night is the final points night. 
Um, and then Saturday is WCRS NEPRO doubleheader. Um, and Halloween Havoc 50. And I believe Saturday is also a Junior 2 Turquoise double features um, for the class. Winner gets a uh, winner of each feature gets a $100 uh, scholarship prize. Um, can't wait for Kroger to. I mean, it's sad, but I'm kind of excited for season to wrap up. But uh, can't wait to get uh, two shows in in two days, and hopefully uh, everything goes well. All right. So until next week, we'll talk to everybody next week. Be sure to be watch, uh, like the Facebook page, Race Chat Live, like the 110 Nation page on Facebook as well. Check out the website at www.lee110nationsports.com and uh, maybe I'll be so inclined over the next uh, couple of days when I'm not doing anything but recovering to uh, write another opinion piece on too many damn um, road courses in next year's cup schedule. And again, not that anybody listens, but to what I have to say, but it'll be just nice to get it off my chest. So maybe maybe I'll do that over the next couple of days. And uh, until next week, remember, be good to one another and uh, tell the ones you love closest to you. Tell the ones closest to you that you love them each and every day. And with that being said, good night, everybody. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.